Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Tuesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, and that free Odyssey app. 855-212-4CBS, number to jump on in. 855-212-4227. You can always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Action-packed show for you tonight. Coming up 40 minutes from now, longtime Tampa Bay Buccaneer linebacker Levante David will join us at the top of the hour. Former All-Pro Sean Merriman will stop by in studio once again at 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 5.20 p.m. Pacific from the Florida State football team star defensive lineman Jared Verse before their big game this weekend up against Clemson in the final segment of the show will be joined by Oregon State quarterback DJ Ui Ungalale. But first up, producing the extravaganza for the next four hours is no other than Hot Take Hickey. His dumb producer, Hot Take Hickey. So I got to start the show off today talking about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are a team that I just don't believe in. And it's kind of crazy with the impression that they made week one beating the snot out of the Cincinnati Bengals that that is the takeaway a week later. We all know the importance that Nick Chubb has to that football team. It's rare in the year of 2023 that a running back could be a team's MVP, but Nick Chubb, at least on offense, and maybe for the entire team, you could argue Miles Garrett, who was a no-show last night, that Nick Chubb is the MVP for the Cleveland Browns. And that's kind of alarming to say, It does show the respect that I have for Nick Chubb, who's now lost for the season with that devastating knee injury that we all saw last night. But when you're paying your quarterback $230 million and it's fully guaranteed, you would think he'd be the star of your offense. You would think he would be the star of your team. And even in a win last week up against Cincinnati Bengals, Deshaun Watson was average at best. And then up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
He was the main reason why they lost that game last night. Turning over the football. Unsportsman, uh, you know, conduct penalties and personal fouls. Deshaun Watson was just brutal in the game last night. And I sit back, and I know it's tough to envision the Cleveland Browns without Nick Chubb. But I try to envision the Browns without Nick Chubb, and I ask myself this question. Is Deshaun Watson going to carry this team? Is Deshaun Watson going to elevate this team? And is Deshaun Watson going to revert back to being a great quarterback? And my answer is just no. I'm thinking about that last night, and I just don't believe in Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, anymore. And it's kind of crazy that this is where we're at because three, four years ago, he was well on his way to being an elite quarterback, and he was well on his way to being a top-seven quarterback in the NFL. And I know that there could still be a lot of rust to knock off, but I look at him, and I think the ceiling for Deshaun Watson is just going to be a good quarterback now in the NFL. But the last two games, when you try to make a good impression, first full year in Cleveland as the starter, no suspension, you got to go out there and you got to show me that you could be serviceable. And through the first two games, he just simply hasn't done that. Sloppy play, turning over the football, taking dumb penalties. You know, through two games, he's completing 55% of his passes has two passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and two interceptions. And now, he's going to be asked to do even more because Nick Chubb isn't there. Like, it was one thing before the start of the season, I had a question, well, how much are they going to take the ball out of Nick Chubb's hands to kind of insert and make this Deshaun Watson's team? Now you don't even have that dilemma because, unfortunately, Nick Chubb is gone for the season. And is Deshaun Watson, even with the roster that's good, is he going to be able to carry this team? I just don't think so this year. And it's kind of nuts that with both these quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, where they got paid a a ton and these teams gave up so much draft capital and they've trusted their franchises with these quarterbacks, where we're at today with both of them. Like three years ago, if you would have said, I'd be hosting a national radio show and saying the ceiling for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson is just to be a good quarterback and they could only be a good quarterback for the rest of their career, I wouldn't even believe that. I would say, what kind of contrived radio are we doing? Because both of those guys a few years ago were great quarterbacks in this league and looked like there was a window to continue to see that greatness for years and years to come. Now, it's two totally different situations. We did not know a lot about Deshaun Watson as the way that we thought we did with what he was allegedly doing off the field. But he still skated free from all that stuff. And I didn't like this summer when he brought it back up. He's like, oh, you don't know what I've been through and the way that the media portrays me. Like, you got a free pass and you got paid 230 guaranteed uh, million dollars. So I don't want to hear him play the victim card and the woe is me card. And then for Russell Wilson, it's just like ego got in the way. He stopped wanting to be a football player, and wanted to be like this global icon. And both of them are now in a spot where both of those teams, if you ask the Browns and if you ask the Broncos if they would get a do-over in in those deals, would they take it back? You know the Broncos would. And I would still venture to say that the Cleveland Browns would as well. And that's not me saying, oh, they should have kept Baker and, oh, Baker Mayfield is great. But it doesn't help. 
when Baker Mayfield is 2-0 and and everyone in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers locker room is talking about him in a positive way. I just don't trust, I just don't believe in Deshaun Watson anymore. And this is not me saying he's going to be a terrible quarterback and he's going to be a bottom five quarterback in this league, but you're paying this guy really unprecedented money when it comes to the guaranteed dollars that he's getting, and he needs to be that. He needs to be great. So I don't want to hear, and it sucks that Nick Chubb is out for the year. It's a horrible injury, and it was frightening to see last night. But I don't want to hear, oh, there goes the Brown season just because Nick Chubb is done for the year. Like, you may not be wrong in that point, but if Deshaun Watson is worth the money, he'll prove that. He'll show that. And he'll lead this team to the playoffs. But I just can't believe, and I can't trust Deshaun Watson right now, that he's going to do that. Because it's one thing to, to play a bad game. It's another thing to visibly show that you are frustrated and to make mistakes that are glaring and obvious and mistakes that are avoidable. Like, you got to protect the ball better. You can't be grabbing the other team's face masks. I've never seen that, Hickey. I've never seen a quarterback get called For those two penalties, the way that Deshaun Watson got called last night and just doing stupid things with with fighting and, you know, like, it's just not what a leader of a team is. And and maybe we should have seen this coming with Deshaun Watson because you have to call it into question his character and you have to question his leadership skills. But one thing that we usually never question about Deshaun Watson is that this guy was really damn good at football. And now... I don't know if Deshaun Watson is still really damn good at football. And you wonder how much rust is there still to knock off and and all those things. But if this takes like another eight or nine weeks to, to knock off the rust and get the full version of Deshaun Watson, it's going to be too little too late. And think about it. Like I was listening to a little local uh, Cleveland radio today, 92.3 The Fan. It sounded like it was a funeral. It really did. It seemed like we were mourning. The Brown season, and they're one and one. But you just watch that team, and there's just not a reason to believe in the quarterback right now. And that's with their next three games. It's tough. Like, you know, Tennessee, I don't think the Titans are a great team, but they're competitive. They'll give you all you got. Then you play Baltimore, you have a bye week, and then out of that bye week, you got the 49ers. You know, I I hate to say it at this point, you sign up for winning one of those next three games. I'd sign up for that. But if Deshaun Watson is really worth the money, go on out there and take two out of those three games. But he just doesn't have that it factor anymore. And when I watch him and I sit on the couch last night and I just look back and go, do I believe he's going to get the job done? My instant reaction was just no. And that's the crazy part about this. When you just look at the football player, that was a dude that was supposed to be all that. He was supposed to be a, without a doubt, unquestioned franchise quarterback. You know, someone that, even with the disgusting things that happened off the field, even if you're trading three first-round picks for him, at least you knew you were getting this heck of a quarterback. And I'm honest, right? I know NFL teams... There's always going to be one that looks the other way for the -the off-the-field issues, even with how disgusting and disturbing they are, because ultimately this is a business that it comes down to, can you help the football team? 
And even with everything that happened with Deshaun Watson and how sick it made you uh, feel, you knew that Deshaun Watson, or you thought that Deshaun Watson, was going to hold up his end of the bargain, at least bare minimum on the football field. But through two games, he was bad up against the Bengals, and they won. But then up against Pittsburgh last night, they didn't win, and he was even worse. Which, it's kind of crazy, because you look at all the turnovers, you look at the way that the Steelers won that game, it's not like the Steelers had this high-octane, high-potent offense. The Steelers' offense stunk as well. But that defense for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers last night, really, and I mean really got to Deshaun Watson. And you look back at that game, it just keeps on circling back to that question, do you believe in Deshaun Watson? Do you believe that he's going to be able to put it all together this year? And I just keep on looking at the Browns with their quarterback and say, nope, I'm not a believer. Hickey, I know you were very optimistic on the Browns heading into this season. And this is not me just bringing this up when they, they come after a loss. You know, I'll give you credit. You thought Tampa Bay was going to be good there, 2-0. Uh, you were a believer in the Rams. They've been serviceable so far, 1-1, one one, even without Cooper Cup. But you look at this Cleveland team, and you look at their quarterback. Where's your confidence with the Browns now without Nick Chubb that this guy, Deshaun Watson, who's supposed to be all that on a football field, when you pay him the money that you pay him $230 million fully guaranteed, that he's going to be able to lead this team, he's going to be able to elevate this team to get to the postseason where bare minimum in a tough AFC, you're going to need 10 wins out of this squad this year. I'm not saying the season's over, but I think by far he's been the most disappointing quarterback so far through two weeks. Wow. Worse than Russell Wilson because, look, last year nothing was expected. By the time he came back after the 11-game suspension, season was over. and By that point, you're using that, those last six games to knock the rust off. Fine. Yeah. He looked terrible. Not going to hide from him, but I didn't take much from it because that was just more of trial by fire and trial by error. This year is really where we're supposed to come into his own and get back to the 2019-2020 version of Deshaun Watson. And so far, even last week, weather's a big factor. We saw Joe Burrow play terribly. So even last week, I throw that out. Yeah, but when you're a $230 million quarterback, you got to show up in those games. I know you could say, oh, Burrow didn't show up either. I'll play Joe Burrow. But, But that guy, Joe Burrow, has been to a Super Bowl, has been to an AFC title game. So he gets one of those bad games. Deshaun Watson has to reprove himself that he's worth this deal, and he has to carry this team and I just don't see how, how he does so the rest of the way. And the reason why I said wow when you said it, because I just set it up for 10 minutes why I don't believe in Deshaun Watson anymore, is usually, and this is the impressive part, Hickey, when he believes in someone or believes in a team, he will wait until the team embarrasses him and they back up the truck over his body and rides right over him. But for you to basically be saying the season's over after two games, it speaks really volumes to how bad it was last night and how alarming it was last night for the Cleveland Browns and how it's a wake-up call. I'm not saying the season's over. That's what it sounded like. No, I, I think through two weeks, he's by far the, been the most disappointing. Do I think change is going to come? I, I think so. I'm still going to bank on that. Not backing off my Browns making the playoffs prediction. But I think through the first two games, and especially week number two, when you need your quarterback to make plays, he was flat-out awful yesterday. And he lost in the game. Lost, forget about even just not scoring more points on offense and not making more throws and barely completing 50% of his passes. How about not turn the ball over? How about just not making stupid plays? If he doesn't turn the ball over, they still probably win that game. I don't think the Steelers' offense is going down the field and scoring a touchdown, even getting in field goal range, is how bad they were 
all game, especially in the fourth quarter. You just hold on to the ball. If you're sacked, you still win the game. Yeah. He cost him the game. He's been disappointing, and he's got to turn around fast, or it's going to get ugly. And not only is it turn around fast, he has to play great. Just being good now without Nick Chubb won't be good enough, and that's my main point. I don't think we're going to see consistent greatness this year from Deshaun Watson, and that's why I think this team is screwed, even with the roster that's very talented, because they lost arguably their most valuable player in Nick Chubb, and now the quarterback, who still has Russ to knock off and has been brutal through the first two games of the season, has to elevate his game, and he can't elevate his game in four weeks, in six weeks, in ten weeks. He has to elevate his game right now. And when I watch him, I just don't believe when I ask the question, is this going to be a great quarterback once again? Is he going to be unbelievable week in and week out? When I'm watching it last night and thinking about that, knowing Nick Chubb's going to be gone for the season, I just didn't have the answer that was yes there. And it was a resounding no for me in terms of I don't believe in Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, anymore, that he's going to have an apex of being a great quarterback. And I think he could just be a good quarterback once again. But when you're paying someone that much money and it's all guaranteed, you need him to be great. You need to get what you paid for. And I just don't think that's going to happen for Cleveland. Entertain me, though, real quickly, and then we'll take a break. Just give me win-loss the rest of the way. This upcoming weekend, they're playing Tennessee. You go win or you go loss? Win. All righty. Baltimore the following week. Uh, Where's that game? Cleveland. Win. Oh, wow. You think they're winning the next two? I think they split. San Francisco. Loss. At the Colts. Win. At the Seahawks. Toss up, I'll go loss. Cardinals. Win. At Baltimore. Loss. Steelers. Win. At Denver. <laughs> that's I'll that's give the, the hickey Broncos matchup. the win, but because they're in Denver, but boy, oh boy, that is. You, you said Denver win? I'll say Denver win. Ooh, that's Tough. A- let me tell you, I want to watch that game with you Thanksgiving weekend. 405 on Fox. Turn that off my screen right now, the way these two teams are going. And then followed up with another Hickey matchup at the Rams. Win for the Browns. That wasn't all that convincing. I think they split those two games. On the Jaguars. Uh, win. Really? Close. Bears. Win. Texans. Win. At the Texans, that is. Win. Jets. Win. Bengals in Cincinnati. Loss. So you still have this team at 11 wins. 11 wins for this team without Nick Chubb. Man, the schedule's not awful. No. Even if they lose a Jaguars game, 10 wins, they still should be a playoff team. The the schedule is actually somewhat favorable for them. The next few weeks, the next three weeks, it's tough. But after that, it's not murderer's row when you do look at the schedule. But with that being said... Whenever people hype up Cleveland and believe Cleveland's actually going to be good, they end up being what Cleveland's pretty much been for the last 20 years, which for the most part has been a disappointing football team. We're going to learn a lot about Deshaun Watson this offseason, uh, the rest of the season. And when I look at him once again, the first two weeks, he's been brutal. Now we're going to see if he's worth the money. If they don't get to the playoffs this year, there's going to be major, major questions. I think Stefanski's out. And then you look at Deshaun Watson, the Heat's really going to get turned up on Deshaun Watson in terms of the quarterback and what he's going to be able to do for the Cleveland Browns moving forward. Zach Gelb here with you on CBS Sports Radio. A little surprise in the NFC South. We get to it next.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. All right, it is The Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. When we look at the NFC South, I've been impressed through the first two weeks of the season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and also the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I picked the Falcons to win the NFC South. So, like, I shouldn't be impressed with them because they are 2-0, and I thought they were going to be a good football team this year. But what I've been really impressed with them is actually their defense. In week one, that defense was awesome. And then in that fourth quarter, they did a good job where their backs were up against the wall with no margin of error, down 24 to 12, entering that quarter to shut out in the fourth quarter an offense in the Green Bay Packers that I do believe can be a good offense this year, even though. There was no Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins got hurt, no Aaron Jones in the game, no Christian Watson. But when they needed to, they were serviceable. So I look at that team, I still don't know what Desmond Ritter is, but you have enough weapons around him. Whether that's Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, uh, you go to Drake London who got in the end zone last weekend up against the Packers. Kyle Pitts, we got to see if he could become a star in the NFL. Cordero Patterson, who's a Swiss Army knife. They have enough there. Where when you're in a division that 9-8 and maybe wins it, and I know it's kind of out of whack right now. Panthers stink. We knew that going in. They're 0-2. But you got the Saints at 2-0. You got the Bucks at 2-0. And then the Falcons at 2-0. But I've liked what I've seen so far with the Falcons. Now, when you get to the Bucks, this defense which was a championship defense and a great defense when they won the Super Bowl. And then after that, there was some hiccups. Like in that playoff game when Brady has that great comeback up against the Rams, and then you had the terrible coverage, and you allow Matthew Stafford to find the wide-open Cooper Cup, and you lose the game after Brady did a great job leading him back on that charge. And last year, that entire team was an absolute mess, and they still won the division at 8-9. and nine. But you look at this team, Levante David's going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes. You have some talent there. 
whether it's Shaq Barrett, Antoine Winfield Jr., Vita Vea, who's still going strong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Devin White. Like, you go on and on and on when you look at the defensive side of the ball with this team, even after losing some pieces. Now, I got to see moving forward as the season goes on where the offensive line is at. You got to see if Baker's able to sustain. You know, I know he's been better than a game manager through the first two games, but basically being a game manager, and you know this, that Mike Evans is a stud, and Chris Godwin is a heck of a player as well. But I'll give credit to Tampa Bay, a team that, you know, I'm not sugarcoating this. I didn't really believe in going into this season after losing Tom Brady, even with some of the talent that they have, to win their first two games of the season. And I know, right, the second matchup was the Bears, but you could only play who's on your schedule. To take down Minnesota in Minnesota and then to open up the the home uh, schedule up against the Bears, it just shows you that they could be good enough to win this division this year. Now, I think some people will say, Zach, you didn't pick the Saints. Are Are you impressed with the Saints? I'm not. Because my biggest point with the Saints was they have probably the most talent and the most well-rounded team when you look at all these teams inside the NFC South. I don't believe in the quarterback, and I know Derek Carr, he stepped up against Tennessee, made the big throw. Last night had the big throw as well as they put that game out of reach, regardless what the final score says on that uh, big touchdown drive towards the end of the game to distance themselves when it was squared up at 13-6 to for a while. But I just look at the Saints, and when I evaluate them, they just don't have that it factor for me. Like when I, I've just been more impressed with the with the Falcons. I've been more impressed uh, with the Buccaneers as well. And it's like you see the Saints. It's like all right, they won two games. You give them credit, and hey, Tennessee's no pushover, and the Panthers aren't a good team. But you know, all right, they went toe to toe with Tennessee. You, you got to win. But last night. That game should have been a blowout. And I get it's a divisional game. Divisional games tend to be close. But that Panthers team does not have much on offense. And they have a young quarterback. They have a bad offensive line. They really have no They have no number one wide receiver. They have an overrated running back. And you look at that Saints team, it's not like I walk away last night saying, wow, I was really impressed with the Saints. So, Hickey, like this NFC South may be better than what people thought. And I'm not ready to go say it's going to be this great division because I don't believe that. But you have three teams here now that it's legitimate intrigue on who is going to win the division. And I know that we both took the field when it was Saints or the field. I went with the Falcons. You went with the Bucks. Now, I think this could be a fun race, and we'll see if the, the Saints can continue this, and they should be able to continue this with the talent that they have. But I've been a lot more impressed with the Falcons in Tampa Bay through the first two weeks of the season than I have been with the New Orleans Saints. I'm not just saying this because I picked them, but I feel like right now the only team I've been – Again, not impressed with it because I thought they would get off to this. I thought they would win the division. Is the Bucs just because they've actually played well. Like the Saints, the first two games are ugly. You barely get past the Titans and need Ryan Tannehill's three picks to win that game. Yesterday was a snooze fest. Like I, for me, I came away more disappointed with the Panthers and how they played yeah. versus impressed with the Saints and how they're able to dominate well, the an Panthers inferior stink. opponent. I, I don't get why anyone thought that the Panthers could be competitive this year. You have a new coaching staff coming in. You have a defense that can be solid. There's no doubt about that. Brian Burns a heck of a player. But offensively, their line is not good. And they have no weapons for Bryce Young to throw the football to. So it's like, I, I don't get why anyone thought that the Carolina Panthers could be decent this year. And so that's been a disappointment so far. And you see, okay, their two losses are in division, Falcons, Saints. And the Falcons, look, 
Nice comeback going over the Packers. Packers, after week one, show you they're maybe a decent team and they're no pushover. But again, also down 13 in the fourth quarter. Nice comeback. Um, or 12 in the fourth quarter. But it's like they've not played a really wow game yet either. Bucks were really the only team that at least played well so far through two weeks and at least showed you something. Well, they got off to that slow start up against Minnesota and then they came back. So if you're going to say that, and I know that right, we'll probably view Minnesota as a better team than Green Bay, but I think that's kind of equal in terms of being impressed with Atlanta and being impressed uh, with the Saints. But then that that week one matchup, like, or uh, with the Falcons, it's like you look at that week one matchup up against the Panthers with the Saints did last night. I thought the, the Falcons played a much better game up against the Panthers than the Saints did. They both won. But the Falcons looked more convincing to me up against the the Panthers than the Saints did. So we'll see how this does play on out. But uh, it should be a fun chase here in a division that I didn't think was really going to really get us intrigued at all. When you have three teams starting out the year 2-0, and oh, you monitor it, you see who's going to be able to prevail between the Saints, the Falcons, and then the Buccaneers. And then it's just like, up oh, the Panthers are there. You know, year one is a wash, and then year two, you better improve. But I just hope they don't get this quarterback killed in, in Bryce Young and ruin him really before you can get things started because I don't know what the Panthers thought you could go into this year with this line and then also with no weapons around your young quarterback and thought that was going to be a good idea where we're not going to – I'm not going to say ruin the quarterback, but you could potentially ruin the quarterback early on. And this was a guy – I know he was at Alabama last year in Bryce Young – but it wasn't as if he had a plethora of talent around him, but it's still being at Alabama in the SEC. Even when Bama doesn't have the best roster in the world, it's still a good enough roster. But, man, there are big holes on the offensive side of the ball for the Carolina Panthers. Zach Yelp here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Levante David of the Buccaneers is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about their big matchup against the Eagles on Monday night and also what we got to see up with his defense up against the Chicago Bears, making Justin Fields look silly at the end of the game. And I don't know how they ran the same play three plays in a row, but they did, and it came back to bite the Chicago Bears. And you saw a great moment with Shaq Barrett in the end zone. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 2-0, coming off a big win up against the Chicago Bears. And on Monday night, there is a huge matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, another 2-0 team. We go out to the guest line right now and welcome in longtime Buccaneers linebacker and captain in Levante. David, Levante, always great when we have you on. Appreciate the time. How are you? Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain, man. How are you? Well, I'm doing fantastic, and I remember uh, last week when you said right after the Justin Fields pick six that everyone knew it was coming. We've all seen the videos that they ran the play three straight times in a row. When you look back at that, is it still, like, amazing to you how they just kept on running the same thing up against your great defense? 
Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, I can't, you know, really go on about how, what they're thinking or what their thought process was. You know, maybe back up thinking we were going to send pressure and, you know, uh, kind of get one out on us. Um, but, you know, like you said, you know, uh, you know, when you're playing, <laughs> playing this game for a long time, you kind of, kind of catch on to certain things, formations that kind of hurt you early in the game. So, you know, uh, for them, you know, to run three screens in a row, you know, that, that's that's on them. But uh, we was able to capitalize on the Shaq deck. We was able to capitalize on and make a huge play for us. I've always been a big fan of Shaq Barrett, and we all know what he's gone through this offseason. I can't even imagine it. To see your teammate get in the end zone and ha- make that big play, just what were you feeling for him knowing everything that he's been through? Yeah, man, it's amazing. It's amazing. If you can see that video, I was trying my hardest to make sure he get in the end zone. You know, I know, you know, being out there means everything to Shaq, especially everything that he's been through this all season. You know, from the injury until, you know, the other personal issues that he went through, him and his family went through. You know, I'm sure, you know, him being on the field kind of, you know, kind of, you know, get his mind off all that stuff, but actually, you know, go out there and perform the way he did. And to see him in his environment, having fun, you know, playing the game that he loved and actually, you know, doing it for doing it for his daughter, you know, kind of bring an extra spunk to everything. So we definitely have, you know, shot back. And um, we, it's amazing to have him out there. You know, he's a strong individual. He's a great dude, man. Uh, he's a God-friend man. And, uh, um, you know, there's no surprise that he's, you know, been making plays. It seems like this group with the Buccaneers is just such a, a close-knit group. How do you kind of describe your locker room and, and the vibe and the synergy with this team so far? Yeah, I mean, that's just something that we kind of, you know, you know, wanna, we, we take that part serious, you know, getting to know one another on and off the field. You know, you can't can't trust nobody on the field. You can't trust them off the field. So that's just something that we always try to do. We hang out a lot with each other. We hang out in the locker room. We hang out outside the locker room. You know, everybody's, you know, close. Everybody know each other's family and things like that. So, you know, when you have that type of connection and bond with guys on the field, it makes you play harder for those guys even more. You know, it just brings a, a special kind of connection with guys who you, you go out there and play football with. And uh, that's what we have. You know, um, uh, that's just something that we've been trying to build over time. And uh, keep, keeping the continuity together, keeping guys together, you can build that. And uh, that, that's basically what we have in that, in that locker room. Levante David here with us for the Buccaneers. They play the Eagles on Monday night, a battle of two, two and O teams to start off the season. Just going back to last week in preparation for Justin Fields, what was your view of the Bears quarterback going into that game? Yeah, you know, obviously he's dangerous, especially when he got time and can take off and uh, make make uh, make plays with his legs. And um, you know, he's a young, dangerous quarterback, and I think he's going to definitely continue to improve. You know, he just got to you know, continue to, to, to trust himself. You know, that's all I can say about that. But, you know, um, the Eagles, you know, got another dangerous quarterback in uh, Jalen Hurts, and he got tremendous weapons around him, especially the offensive line. You know, uh, one of the best offensive linemen in the, in the game and then, uh, a great running game, as you can see what they did last Thursday. And then, uh, obviously, two dominant number one receivers out there and a great tight end. So we're definitely going to have our work cut out for us. So it's definitely going to be a game about discipline and something that, you definitely don't have to trust one another when we out there on the field. So, you know, that team tomorrow and all that, all that bonding will have to pay off on uh, Monday night. Yeah, how do you even start preparing for the Eagles? Because yeah. as you just said, it they, they're loaded at every position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you just got to be, you know, you got to be prepared whatever they throw at you. You know, you just got to be able to play smart football, discipline football. And, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, don't don't fall apart. You know, things don't happen in this game, but you got to be able to stick together. 
and uh, weather the storm, you know, because there's always going to be adversity that we're going to face, but we definitely got to be able to stick to the script and play our brand of football. Knowing the team, Levante, David, that you're going up against on Monday night, you know how this works. The last few years when Brady was there, everyone talked about you guys being the team in the mm-hmm. NFC and the NFL. Do you feel as if this is a, a potential big statement that the Bucks could send on Monday night? I mean, honestly, you know, the way we the way we look at it, you know, every week is a big statement. You know, um, you know, we always have that underdog mentality no matter who we're going up against, even when Tom was here. You know, uh, a lot of people looked at us, you know, as the haunted or whatever, but, you know, uh, we always look at ourselves as a hunter because we still got we, everybody on this team still has stuff to prove, you know, and, um, you know, we, that's the mentality we, we, we try to have. And uh, we, we we got guys who are close-knit and the guys who, you know, go in and put the work in and, um, you know, we don't, we don't, look at it as a you know a challenge we just look at it as another opportunity and um i think you know playing on monday night against a great opponent like the Philadelphia eagles would definitely be a great opportunity for us to continue to propel ourselves through the season what has baker mayfield levante david brought to this football team so far oh man we just we just want baker to be himself you know baker got that swagger as you can see on the field you know he got that swagger you know, um, he uh, he's a real competitor. You know, that's something that we love, especially from a defensive guy. We go and get some in practice. You know, like it's competitiveness, and uh, just like like liking what he's doing so far, man. You know, just we just try to make an emphasis on playing complimentary football, and that's what we're doing so far, man. And Baker's a a great dude. You know, looking you know looking at him looking at him outside in. I didn't know what to expect, but I actually can't get a chance. You know, just sit down and talk to him. You know, he's just like any other human being, man. He just I hear just trying to make the best for himself and his family and then play the game that he loves and make a living. So uh, we definitely, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to have him on his team. And, um, you know, he kind of bought into the locker room right away. And uh, he fit right where we need, you know. So uh, he definitely uh, definitely got to be glad to have, you know, in our locker room. Were you surprised uh, this summer when, when Brady finally elected to, to hang it up and actually retire this time? <laughs> Honestly, no, <nah>, not really. <laughs> Not really, you know. Uh, I knew this time it wasn't going. It wasn't no coming back from that. You know, the first retirement like last time. So I kind of, kind of, kind of had a feeling. You know, especially how the season went last year. You know, one of his best. You know, obviously all the stuff that he was going through off the field. So it definitely was probably the time for him. But you know, uh, every moment you know that we had with Tom was uh, was amazing, man. Just to see the way he worked, just see the type of guy he is, the type of family man he is, man, it was amazing to be a part of that. And obviously, you know, bring us the Super Bowl ring, man. That was a, a moment I'll never forget. And I always appreciate Tom. Mike Evans is just incredible. I know it's his 10th year, but the first nine, he's mm-hmm. been over a 1,000-yard receiver each and every year. We saw what he mm-hmm. did on Sunday. At this point, does anything surprise you with what Mike Evans is able to do on a football field? No, nah, not really, man. Not really. You know, <laughs> it gets to a point where, like, when Mike make a play, you're like, okay, yeah, you you expect that. It's not really no no excitement. And uh, you know, that's just the type of play player Mike is, you know. You always you know, you always actual A players to play like A players and uh Mike try to be the best A player he can be each and every Sunday. And um, you know, just the the, the growth I've seen of Mike since his rookie until now, it's it just amazing to see the way he take care of himself on and off the field, the way he studies, the way he prepares, man. It's, uh, it's real real great to see him, man, and I'm not surprised at his success because he definitely worked for it. You've only played for one team. He's only played for one team. We mm-hmm. know, right, the contract is up in the air with his future. Mm-hmm. Just how much would that mean to you to see him continue after this year with Tampa Bay? Oh, man, it mean a lot to me, man. Just, what, just because of what Mike brings to the team, also to the city of Tampa, you know, the, the people who love him and what he does in the community is amazing. You know, 
he was all he was uh maybe two three time Walter Payton nominee for us. So uh you know that that goes to show the type of guy he is and what he means to the city of Tampa and uh, what he brings you know to the football team and how he he uplifts everybody and uh, how positive he is around everybody. So it definitely means a lot, a great deal. But um you know obviously you know uh, that's just something that him and his team have to take care of. But you know I think you know I think all in all. It'll work out in both guys' favor. I'll tell you, I got a good chuckle out of uh, Devin White, who's a heck of a player, saying that he was stupid for trying to leave and, and request a trade. How'd you react to that one? That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, Devin, you know, kind of uh, wanted to be a little dramatic and going through his little antics <laughs> over the off season, you know, whatever it was. But you know, I don't know. Times I did have a little talk with him, man. But you know, you can't blame him. You know, everybody's just trying to set themselves up to, um, you know. Set set themselves up to feed their family for generations, so can't blame them for that. But you know, uh, Devin Devin don't want to go nowhere, man. Like you said, like he said, man, uh, it's a, it's a tight unit that we have, a tight knit group that we have. You know, we when we out there, we look out for one another, and we have, you know, we have fun. Nobody's selfish. Everybody at the looking for the ultimate goal, and that's winning the football game and being the top defense. So he definitely want to be a part of that, and I'm sure I don't think that's going to change. What did you say to him? Just one during this off season, we had to talk with him. Uh, just you know, just think things through, man. You know, um, you know, everything's a little hectic right now, or whatever. But you know, a lot of people may have a lot of people in the ear about certain stuff. But you know, just you know, look at both sides, man. Just just think things through, and just you know, kind of just you know, think before you just put stuff out there because you know, internet, everybody, you know, keep hold, keep receipts nowadays. So you know, just be be smart about you know how he go about everything. You know, you don't never want to regret. You know, put something out there you won't regret later. So, uh, you know, me kind of being, you know, the vet, the big brother to him, I just try to, you know, we try to just keep the head, keep his head cool. You know, sometimes I feel like he probably acting on emotions or whatever, but, you know, um, he definitely, uh, kind of like, you know, calm down and, you know, realize what's well, some more important, you know, all he could do is control is what he can control. You know, David's a great football player. He's a playmaker for us. And I'm sure, you know, he's a linebacker who, who I want to play beside, you know, as long as I'm playing football. So it's definitely, uh, he definitely uh, understands, you know, what's at stake. And um, all he knows is that he can go only control what he can control and go out there and be the best him. On the way out with Levante, David. So you guys are 2-0. and It's a heck of a start. You've mm-hmm. been around the league. Good teams, bad teams. You've seen it from all over the place. What mm-hmm. type of team do you think you guys have this year in Tampa? Oh, man, a team full of grit, man. A team full of dogs. Guys who are going to go out there and work for four quarters, man, no matter what happens. And, you know, the past two games, that's what I sense. You know, guys just go out there and work and, and having fun, you know, no matter what going on in the game, ups or downs, you're going to go out there and, and play our hardest. You know, that's a testament to the coaching staff and uh, the roster that they put together. You know, we got a group of a lot of, a lot of young guys, too, on this team. So those guys are buying into what we're trying to accomplish. And the uh, first two games, we're paying off. But we got a lot more to go. So we're going to see how it goes, you know, uh, starting on Monday night. You know, we're just going to go to take this week and prepare and uh, get ready for Monday. Last thing I'll ask you, um, and it's a selfish question here, and I'm going to go to your old stomping grounds in, in Nebraska, Levante, yeah. David. I'm, I'm going to Lincoln uh, next week for Michigan, Nebraska. What do I got to do when I'm, when I'm in Lincoln? Anywhere you suggest to eat? Get there early. I'm going to say that. Get there early because you want to experience all, you know, the, uh, the sea of red, walking across the bridge and seeing everybody, you know, all the fans come out and, uh, you know, get ready for the big game. But, uh, you know, I'll probably, you know, probably go somewhere downtown and grab something. I don't know no uh, specific place, but one of my favorite places is Old Chicago down there. So as you go down there and eat a, eat a lot of Old Chicago, it's a, a piece of spot 
uh, kind of uh, got a little, you know, a little Italian in it. So uh, that's one of my favorite spots to go when I'm down there. And, um, you know, uh, just enjoy the atmosphere. That's the one thing. You know, you're going to be blown away. If it's your first time, you're definitely going to be blown away. And you, <laughs> after you finish, you're going to hit me up and be like, man, you were right. And I'm trusting one of the best places to watch football. Well, good luck the rest of the season. Good health and uh, good luck coming up on Monday night. We appreciate you doing this, Levante David. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Appreciate you. There he is, Levante David from the 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of the surprise stories to start the NFL season. And now we'll get to see what they're going to do up against the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the better teams in the league on Monday night football. And I think that's going to be a, a good test to figure out how good the uh, Buccaneers can be this upcoming year. And really that whole NFC South, uh, you have the Falcons going up against the Lions this weekend. Saints have a little matchup with the Packers. And, uh, well, there's really no hope for the Panthers, I guess. They're going up against the Seahawks. And uh, I don't think they're going to fare all that well up against Seattle. But, hey, you never know. Sean Merriman joins us next at Gelb Show. But where else? CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 